0: When you have an attitude of gratitude, people just want to hang with you. Introducing the woman who believes ordinary stands for extraordinary. The host of Thriving at 60, Wendy B.
1: Welcome. I'm Wendy B. and I'm a life coach. And I started this podcast because I believe ordinary people become extraordinary people. And what makes them extraordinary is sometimes the adversity they have lived through and who they have become regardless of those circumstances. Sometimes it's the little acts of kindness they bestow people one act of kindness at a time I believe that most of us have the ability to thrive not just survive my intention is to cause curiosity excitement to thought provoke to cause people to alter their thinking alter their thinking in a way that would not have altered otherwise and living from that possible altered view create a new future for oneself a new future that wasn't going to happen if you didn't alter or question your old views this could cause unpredictable results that could make a permanent difference in your life and in the lives of others around you. I want to motivate and help people of all ages, particular women 50 to 110, fulfill their dreams. I want people to experience being excited about their life. This podcast is to inspire and motivate you right now for you to take action today on your purpose, your dreams. Maybe some of you don't know your purpose or your dreams, or you are resigned they could never happen. Regardless of age, regardless of your circumstances, I will motivate and inspire you one step at a time to turn lemons into lemonade. It's never too late to start. Would you like freedom and power, regardless of what life throws at you? It's easy to live life when life is working, but true power, true freedom, is having freedom and power when our circumstances are yuck. This podcast is about when you get handed lemons, how fast can you make lemonade? Life isn't just about surviving. What does it take to thrive emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally, financially? So this is an inquiry into what it is to thrive. It's not like I have the answer. I don't, but it, it sure is neat to uh, learn to discover and be in that inquiry. And... Um, I've been looking at gratitude and and I'll continue this and um I was really moved, you know, sometimes you read stories and they just really moved you and and I've read this story before but I'm going to share it again. And what it reminds me of is all the times where I'm not where I don't acknowledge people. This is a story about getting into other people's shoes and 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 this is a time of year Uh, where we look back, or we can look back, or or we try to be more generous. Hopefully we can be generous all year long. Uh, But I'm going to share this little story. There's a story many years ago of an elementary teacher. Her name was Mrs. Thompson, and as she stood in front of her fifth grade class on her very first day of school, she told the children a lie. Like most teachers she looked at her students and said that she loved them all the same but that was impossible because there in the front row slumped in a seat was a little boy named Teddy Stoddard. Mrs. Thompson had watched Teddy the year before and noticed that he didn't play well with other children, that his clothes were messy and that he constantly needed a bath and Teddy could be unpleasant. It got to the point where Mrs. Thompson would actually take delight in marking his papers with a bold red X and putting a big F at the top of his papers and red pen. At the school where Mrs. Thompson taught, she was required to review each child's past records and she put Teddy's off until last. However, when she reviewed his files, she was in for a surprise. Teddy's first grade teacher wrote, Teddy is a bright child with a ready laugh. He does his work neatly and has good manners. He is a joy to be around. His second grade teacher wrote, Teddy is an excellent student, well liked by his classmates, but he is troubled because his mother has terminal illness and life at home must be a struggle. His third grade teacher wrote, His mother's death has been hard on him. He tries his best, but his father doesn't show much interest in his home life will soon affect him if, he step, if steps aren't taken. Teddy's fourth grade teacher wrote, Teddy is withdrawn and doesn't show much interest in school. He doesn't have many friends and sometimes sleeps in class. By now mrs Thompson realized the problem and she was ashamed of herself. She felt even worse when her students brought her Christmas presents wrapped in beautiful ribbons and bright paper except for Teddy's. His present, which was clumsily wrapped in the heavy brown paper that he got from a grocery bag, mrs Thompson took pains to open it in the middle of the other presents. Some of the children started to laugh when she found a rhinestone bracelet with some of the stones missing and a bottle that was one quarter full of perfume. But she stifled the children's laughter when she explained how pretty the bracelet was, putting it on and dabbing some of the perfume on her wrist. Teddy daughter stayed after school that day just long enough to say, Mrs. Thompson, today you smell just like my mum used to. After the children left, she cried for at least an hour. On, the, on that very day, she quit teaching reading and writing and arithmetic. Instead, she began to teach children. Mrs. Thompson paid particular attention to Teddy. As she worked with him, his mind seemed to come alive. The more she encouraged him, the faster he responded. By the end of the year, Teddy had become one of the smartest children in the class, and despite her lie that she would love all the children the same, Teddy became one of her teacher's pets. A year later, she found a note under her door from Teddy telling her that she was still the best teacher he ever had in his whole life. Six years went by before she got another note from Teddy. He then wrote that he had finished high school, third in his class, and she was still the best teacher he ever had in his whole life. Four years after that, she got another letter saying that while things had been tough at times, he'd stayed in school, had stuck with it, and would soon graduate from college with the highest of honors. He assured Mrs. Thompson that she was still the best and favorite teacher he ever had in his whole life, Then four more years passed and yet another letter came. This time he explained that after he got his bachelor's degree, he decided to go a little further. The letter explained that she was still the best and favourite teacher he ever had. But now his name was a little longer. The letter was signed, Theodore F. Stoddard, M.D. The story doesn't end there, you see there was yet another letter that Spring Teddy said he met this girl and was going to be married. He explained that his father had died a couple of years ago and he was wondering if Mrs. Thompson might agree to sit in the place at the wedding that was usually reserved for the mother of the groom. Of course Mrs. Thompson did and guess what, she wore that bracelet the one with several rhinestones missing and she made sure she was wearing the perfume that Teddy remembered his mother wearing on their last Christmas together. They hugged each other, and Dr. Stoddard whispered in Mrs. Thompson's ear, thank you, Mrs. Thompson, for believing in me. Thank you so much for making me feel important and showing me that I could make a difference. Mrs. Thompson, with tears in her eyes, whispered back. She said, Teddy, you have it all wrong. You were the one who taught me that I could make a difference. I didn't know how to teach until I met you. So if this story inspires, you pass it on. I got it from Best Things Company. Pretty amazing. So one of the reasons why I brought this story up is like, where are we more critical than acknowledging? Or we find something wrong rather than see the gift that's in front of us. Uh, So I invite us to look there. It's an inquiry. So in, closing, so in closing, we're exploring how to thrive, whether we are 10 or 110 and beyond. Where are you being stingy and not acknowledging people or not seeing how their greatness? What new action could you take right now that can make a difference with someone who maybe is downtrodden or a little different? They live a different life than you. Where could you give up being right about who they are, your judgments? And let those judgments go. And out of willing to give up your judgments, ask this question. What are you committed to? And start taking new actions from that commitment, that view. If you did that, what then could become available for someone else? What are your habitual patterns that have you not thrive? Are you judgmental? Do you, are you quick to judge? Or maybe you're generous with some people but not with others. Maybe question that. What areas in your life do you want to be more effective? What areas do you want to thrive in? Well, what did you like best about this podcast? I request you subscribe to my podcast and rate it at number five. What topics would you like to hear me talk on? When you get handed lemons, how fast can you make lemonade? With an attitude of gratitude, you can make lemonade. You know, I'm still moved by that story. You know, I was thinking of uh, my oldest daughter as she's struggling through some stuff and I'm just so grateful for the training that I had. That if um, if I haven't, if I didn't have the training I had, I'd be really angry at her. Uh, we are taking a time out. It's the Christmas season, and we're taking a time out. But what's really cool is we're letting, uh, we're taking a time out from each other. And what's really cool is um, we're expressing our love for one another. My daughter's really angry right now and she's working through some stuff and I, all I hear is her love for me and her struggles and um, just even this story, like even before I read this story, I, I, I saw her beauty, but um, I'm even seeing it more. Like this is when when people are lashing out. She, My daughter lashed out a few weeks ago at me and just, you know, 40 minutes of, all this hurt and anger and because of 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 the work i've done on myself all i heard was her hurt and anger and her love for me and and that she's dealing with stuff and so grateful that i didn't have to uh, judge her or uh, change her or just give her the time that she needs and, and give her the love. You know, I, when I, when the kids were little, um, I read this book, I'll love you for always. I'll love you forever. Uh, the good mum you'll be or something like that. Um, I forget who wrote it, but it's, I'll love you forever. And, um, it's a book I, I told my kids if they have great, if they have children, I want to be able to buy that book. Um, and, uh, So sometimes we need to look at, you know, when our children are angry and lashing out, it may seem personal, but it's their own demons and struggles they're dealing with. And if we can love them through it. So um, that's what I'll leave you with. Who would like a complimentary 15-minute coaching session? I want to call you personally and hear about your dreams and your goals. I will give you one amazing tip that will help you out. I will call people who let me know they left a five-star rating for this podcast and provide their name on iTunes or uh, Google Plus or the other provider, Blueberry, that I have. Just act fast. Just hit the button. Subscribe to my podcast. I'm rated a number five. And thanks for listening and keep thriving. I just realized the name of the book is I'll Love You Forever or I'll Love You For Always. Um, And it's by Robert Munch. Um, Beautiful, beautiful book. And just to let you know, this is my 100th podcast. Even though it says 97, it's my 100th podcast. And uh, my number 100 podcast is going to be special. I'm going to be interviewing an author of a book on my uh, one that says 100. All right. Keep thriving.
0: Thank you for listening to ThrivingAt60.com with Wendy B.